0: Welcome back to Core Conversations, a Core Logic podcast, where we dive into the heart of what makes the property market tick. I'm May Claire Bolton Smith, your host and curious observer of all things related to property, from affordable housing to market trends and the impacts of natural disasters to climate change. I want to converse about it all. Like many industries, the property industry is changing as technology goes from the exception to the norm. As data becomes more integral to the business, it's telling stories, and in the property industry, there are few tactics more powerful than a compelling story. However, the transition from stories to on-the-ground projects is a process that is accelerating. Not only is it accelerating, but it's also requiring companies to handle larger and larger quantities of data, which can be difficult and pricey. Investing heavily into prop tech is not a change that occurs overnight, but solutions that leverage data are something that needs to be pursued in order for many companies to deliver on their climate objectives. As an example, the Center for Real Estate Technology and Innovation found that for companies to achieve their aggressive climate proposals, the real estate industry needs to invest $18 to $36 trillion over the next 20 years. To explore how prop tech is influencing the property industry, as well as what the future of big data and AI might look like, we have Core Logic's real estate tech solutions expert Mark Weaver with us. Mark, welcome to Core Conversations.
1: Delighted to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Well, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about your background and what you do here at Core Logic before we get into our discussion about prop tech within the industry?
1: Sure. So. Logic brought me into the business about three and a half years ago okay. to try and help them understand how we align to, scale into, and support a whole new ecosystem that was occurring really as part of our core markets, which is what we now understand to be prop tech. Okay. So how do we align to it? How do we scale into it? What's our product market fit into it? And how do we uh, create a business out of it effectively?
0: Awesome. Okay, well, let's start there. Let's define prop tech. That's something that people may not be familiar with. So how does that fit into the traditional property ecosystem?
1: Sure. It's a great question. And when I first joined the CoreLogic business, I was trying to understand the definition of prop tech as it pertains to our business. Mm. And it pretty soon quickly dawned upon me that the way we structure our business into three divisions of find, buy, protect A lot of these prop tech businesses were trying to disrupt, inject technology and give consumers choice as to how they find and buy and protect their homes. So it was actually a completely relevant glove fit to how we structure our business today. These prop techs are trying to bring venture capital technology to the consumer to give them choice and flexibility as to how they either find a house, buy a house or protect the house.
0: I like that because, you know, here at CoreLogic, those are the really the things that we do say we, we focus on is helping people find, buy, and protect the homes and properties that they love. So, you know, here at CoreLogic, we've got a lot of different things within our business as we support those three pillars. Um, many things may not be fully integrated with big data solutions. So how heavily are we here at CoreLogic involved in this prop tech space?
1: Sure. Well, Three and a half years on, we're now foundationally supporting a lot of the big players in the ecosystem and in the space. And to your point, you made a great point earlier in terms of we foundationally support the traditional industries of real estate, insurance and mortgage with all the capabilities and solutions and products we bring to bear to those industries. A lot of these prop tech businesses, while they might be trying to do the same thing for the Mm -hmm. consumer. so. An iBuyer still wants to help a consumer, for example, buy or sell a house. But how they go about it is very different. And a lot of the traditional solutions and platforms and workflow solutions that we serve up today to the traditional industry, these prop tech businesses don't quite need those same products and solutions. But what they do want to foundationally run and operate their business is a lot of data analytics and technology so they can build their digital experiences for their consumers. So same business, different solutions set.
0: Okay, one thing I think is really interesting, and I'm glad you mentioned that, is when we think of you know, CoreLogic here in our businesses, when we support real estate, mortgage, insurance, those are industries that have been around for a really long time. But what, you know, one thing we talk about in this podcast all the time is that innovation is really moving everything forward. So I think, you know, there's probably I'm expecting, you know, a balance between straddling the foundational supporting the, the legacy and the history, but also, you know, using PropTech to really move the industry forward too. Is is that our position? Are we unique in how we do that? Or can you talk a little bit about how we at CoreLogic are maybe trying to even create turnkey solutions for the industry?
1: Yeah, I'd say we are unique in that respect because mm. to your point, we foundationally support the traditional industries with the existing solution sets that we deploy into those industries each and every single day. At the same time, we're also innovating ourselves to facilitate innovation in the prop tech space by deploying our, our raw data and analytical assets and platform and technology solutions to, mm. en- to enable these companies to be built natively in the cloud from the ground up. So we do have a very unique position in that we uh, have all these assets that we serve up for the traditional in- industry. And now we're foundationally supporting this new burgeoning sector um, in the space known as prop tech. Yeah. Uh, and we're uniquely positioned because we can bring all the best of breed and learnings from what we've been doing for the last 50 years plus serving the traditional industry, innovate on top of those and enable a lot of these um, venture backed tech companies to thrive and grow as well.
0: Interesting. And so I know I know we recently did some research that really looked into uh, Businesses were saying that, you know, where they're placing their financial resources and big data and AI are big ones. Artificial intelligence is something that's huge right now. And we talk about this a lot And when we look at innovation in the industry. And when we compare even just a year compared to 2021 we're seeing that I believe it was 65% of tech businesses are saying that this is now a huge priority for them. So what do you think this means for traditional businesses and as we converge on this technology, new technology with traditional solutions?
1: It's a great question. And one of the things that I call the positive, one of the positive unintended consequences of prop tech is the fact that when innovators and pioneers come into an industry and they try and inject disruption or change or bring efficiencies leveraging technology, or giving the consumer more choices as to how they buy or sell a house, for example. Mm-hmm. So that actually forces a pace of innovation in the traditional industry as these innovators come in. So for example, the Proptex came in initially and wanted to leverage data science analytics and AI to build their businesses natively in the cloud. To offer the consumer a 100% online digital experience oh, wow. as to what up until that point had been a very human capital intensive process, right? Mm-hmm. So anybody that's traditionally bought or sold a house, financed or refinanced the house, or tried to insure or claim on an insurance policy for a house, those processes, those experiences is traditionally have been very human capital intensive. You're talking to lots of human beings to be able to get the job done. As these prop techs entered the space, and wanted to make it more of a digital online experience and make it more automated than people-oriented. Leveraging data and analytics, so the traditional industries as well started to think about how can we leverage these types of competencies in our businesses to uh, do things faster, more efficiently, more effectively. So what we have seen is, without a doubt, is that the advent of proptech emerging as its own distinct subsector mm. what's happened in our traditional industries as well is guess what they started investing in infrastructure and ah. data scientists and the need for big data and analytics because they want to use those types of tools and competencies as well to run their businesses more effectively so there's definitely been a pulling effect yeah. of those early innovators and pioneers and how that has then translated into the traditional industry and how that's bringing out emerging best practices in that part of the uh, sector as well.
0: Okay, that, that's really interesting. You know, The theme of what you're saying is something that we are hearing over and over again on this podcast this year is really the focus on innovation, on moving things forward, on things becoming easier to do. Um, can you talk a little bit about you know, how specifically CoreLogic is working with this and you know, what we're doing to facilitate this being easier for the industry?
1: Sure. So like I just mentioned, PropTech Mm -hmm. and our traditional industries are going through profound amounts of digital transformation. So all these PropTechs were born and natively built their businesses in the cloud. And so our traditional industries are increasingly migrating to the cloud and want to leverage data science and analytics and technology Mm -hmm. to, to drive efficiencies into their business and to deliver better customer experiences. We've recognized that core logic and these digital transformation programs right they're not easy they're hard right when you the the amount of time money resources and people to make these digital transformation programs a success is are significant Mm -hmm. so we've responded to that and for example with the recent launch of our discovery platform which is our own data science and analytics platform for the industry to accelerate these types of initiatives and to enable our customers to start to build out their core competencies, leveraging data analytics and data science practices, calibrated and configured for our core industry's use cases.
0: Yeah, this is this is interesting. I wanna talk about this a little bit more. Um, do we have any examples of that we can share about discovery platform in use with anybody in the industry?
1: We do, um, across mortgage, um, and Protet. Mm. So for example, in mortgage we're helping a tier one uh, mortgage originator um, overhaul their entire um, target market and segmentation model. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're helping them anticipate and predict churn in their existing portfolio so they can um, they can retain more uh, customers, um, in their overall book of business, in the prop tech space, we've worked with a leading iBuyer buyer as the market conditions wow. started to change and their risk appetite changed. We helped a, a leading iBuyer buyer overhaul what we call their buy box, so that now when they now they're only going to make instant offers on homes under certain parameters and conditions that we help them refine and change as a result of the changing market. So these are truly, truly needle moving strategic initiatives. And if you think about how CoreLogic traditionally would do business, is we would um, send the customer a flat file of data or analytics kind of, and then wish them good luck in terms of how they then deploy and integrate that into their process. Now with these competencies around discovery platform and the whole support model around it, now we're actually able to understand with the customer What are you trying to build, model, analyze, predict? Um, What is the use case that you're trying to build against? Sure. Identify how we can help by bringing our market-leading data and analytical assets and data science um, assets into those engagements and help them get to an accelerated endpoint on that initiative mm-hmm. faster, quicker, and better than they otherwise could themselves.
0: Sure, that that's great. That's fascinating. I guess one thing that, that comes to mind, you know, as we talk about this digital transformation, um, we know that you know it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, but it also is not cheap. Like we've it, there's it's ex, there's an expense associated with transforming to this digital transformation and, and technology moving forward. You know, also in the property industry, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the current market conditions where we've got the interest rates and inflation are just rising so high. Is this added expense of digital transformation, technology, AI, is it affecting prop tech in the the investment space? Or is it something that is, you know, fairly simple to do or easy to do from a financial perspective?
1: Sure. So no doubt there's headwinds right now across yeah. all our markets, traditional and prop tech. Certainly the private markets have also suffered the same um, contractions that we've seen in, in the public markets. Um, a lot of these prop tech businesses um, are affected um, by that. On the flip side to that, as I just mentioned, um, if you're now, for example, in the iBuying business, you better make sure that you're buying, and you can certainly turn that transaction around at a profit at an acceptable risk level. So while there is adversity in our markets, a lot of these digital transformation programs actually are being accelerated because of the type of efficiencies, especially around risk profiling, right? And portfolio management. So while there are headwinds in the market, which is affecting all our industries and customers, a lot of these initiatives actually are still proceeding um, because of the efficiencies they bring, uh, especially when it comes to understanding risk. An opportunity in a challenging market.
0: Uh, thank you for that, because that, I think that's a really important part to to mention as, as we kind of dive into this a little bit more. I think the other thing too is that, you know, we think a lot of times in, in terms of the long term, and you talked a little bit about that. What do you think the introduction of, you know, this big data, AI analytics in the industry, what do you think it'll look like kind of in the immediate short term?
1: Yeah, and to your point, that's... Um, That's the part that our customers need the most help with, right? Because making these investments, executing against them and making them successful in the timeframes and the budgets that have been allocated is challenging, right? Yeah. Um, Read any paper from Forrester or Gartner um, that covers this space. And a lot of customers um, get the strategy right, but they get the implementation and the execution of it is often where it falls down or it becomes less successful because now we have these capabilities around data analytics, discovery platform, mm. a data science collaborative layer as well, that supports that we can actually accelerate our customers' digital transformation programs as it pertains to our core industries,
0: yeah.
1: make them more successful quicker ah. because we are, we have deep domain expertise in data and analytics as it pertains to real estate insurance and mortgage. We were doing data science and analytics and building models before data science was even a known and widely accepted term. So because we have generational, you know, multi decades of experience in data science and analytics as it pertains to our core industries Mm -hmm. and our customers are now getting on that trajectory to transform their businesses, there is a tremendous amount of institutional knowledge and capabilities that we have that can help them accelerate those journeys. And we're doing it today, leveraging the discovery platform as the vehicle, the tech mm-hmm. layer, uh, and the support layer uh, to be able to accelerate those journeys. And our customers are appreciating it because it's making them more successful. Sure. They're able to derive an ROI on their investments quicker and faster and more efficiently than they otherwise could themselves.
0: And ultimately, it is that return on investment that they are all businesses are are after. That's so. True. Mark, you've mentioned iBuyer a couple of times. Can you just define to us what you mean by iBuyer?
1: Sure. So, an instant buyer or an iBuyer is a new way for a consumer to list their home for sale. So, oh. the, tr- the traditional model is obviously we retain a real estate agent and we list it on the marketplace and we wait for open houses to happen and for people yeah. to come and you know come and come and see and make an offer on the house. The instant offer or the iBuying model is it takes all that risk, uncertainty and unpredictability around selling a home Mm -hmm. because now you can go straight to one of these so-called iBuyers. You can enter your address, property address onto their website and they'll make you an instant offer, all cash to close contingency free at a timing of your choosing, seven days, 14 days, 30 days. So it alleviates for the consumer just the the uncertainty and the timing associated with listing a home the traditional way.
0: Yeah, it definitely takes a lot of the uncertainty out and really is something that's quite remarkable as the industry moves forward.
1: Yeah, 100%. Um, So in terms of how is PropTech disrupting real estate, we just mentioned iBuyers. So iBuyers are disrupting or giving consumers choice as to how they decide to list or sell their home. Because now instead of doing it the traditional way, you could get an instant offer from an ibuyer for a contingency close date of as near as seven days out.
0: Wow. In the,
1: morga- in the mortgage space, we've got these things called power buyers. And what power buyers do is in a in a in a situation where, where there's a contingent offer, yeah. I have to, I have to sell my house to buy my next house. And I have to realize the proceeds and the equity of my down leg to fund my up leg. Uh-huh. What a lot of these power buyers are doing is they're basically doing a clever bridge financing instrument in the middle of a contingent transaction to backstop and guarantee that your house will sell. Because if it doesn't sell on the open market, uh, yeah. we'll instant, will instant buy it from you. A lot of these power buyers are also then releasing the net proceeds you can expect from the house. Mm. as soon as you sign with them. So now you no longer have to sell your house to move into your next home. Right. So what that's doing, of course, that's giving buyer and seller, seller certainty. Wow. A con- it, the reality of a contingent free transaction exists yeah. because these powers power buyers are assuming the risk, Yeah. which also poses an interesting opportunity for the mortgage industry to maybe get involved in that interim power buying um window as well because there's pretty healthy margin to be made there and in the insurance space we, we've we all heard of insurtech so companies like lemonade and hippo that are um now going to market direct to consumer so so now you can log online you can type in your name and address mm-hmm. and get an instant bindable quote on a home insurance policy right yeah. you don't have to go to the go and visit the agent anymore or do it kind of more offline ways you can now do it instantly and online. So Mm -hmm. there will be three examples of how prop tech or insure tech is providing consumers choices and flexibility as to how they actually buy or sell a home, finance or refinance a home, or insure a home.
0: Yeah. Wow. No, I, I feel like we could do an entire podcast on iBuyers.
1: Right, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, just to wrap up, there's, you know, I have to ask this question because as I hear, you know, we started by talking about the traditional real estate ecosystem and how these, you know, everything from real estate, insurance, and mortgage have been around for ages and now we're moving towards this new industry with digital transformation. Do you think that they can coexist or will one will the, the traditional way just go away and we'll move towards just these new innovative digital digital ways? What do you think the future looks like?
1: Yeah, I mean, like lots of tech innovation when it enters an industry, typically what happens is there's a peaceful coexistence somewhere in the middle. Mm. So not all these venture-backed prop tech companies will survive, especially through this market. You know, the data just tells us that, you know, venture capital investments tend to be relatively risky. At the same time, a lot of the best practices and the business models that do work and are sustainable will start to permeate into the traditional industry. So, and, you know, you're already looking at you know, some traditional real estate brokerages, for example, embrace iBuying as an option to their customers, mm. right? We're already starting to see some of the mortgage industry adopt some of these quite clever bridge financing products that remove the contingent offer by a pseudo insurance vehicle that sits in the middle of the transaction to make sure it closes on time. So inevitably what I think is going to happen is that there's going to be a convergence. The lines are going to get increasingly blurred as all this comes together and melts together and the best practices pioneered by PropTech permeate the traditional industry, either through merger M&A activity or through just you know replicating the successful practices from that side of the sector. So ultimately, um, all this stuff will converge and become one anyway. And in a decade or so, we'll, we won't even remember um, who started from where.
0: That, that was really helpful. But yeah, no, this, this is really interesting. And, and thank you for that. And I think, you know, one thing that's really important is that and that you've really highlighted today is we are all familiar with the traditional way of these industries, real estate, mortgage, insurance have run for, I was going to say decades, but it actually is centuries already. They've been around and but how they can coexist with this new digital transformation and the new digital way of doing things. So, Mark, thank you so much for joining me today on Core Conversations, a Logic podcast. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. All right. And thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. Please remember to leave us a review and let us know your thoughts and subscribe wherever you get your podcast to be notified when new episodes are released. And thanks to the team for helping bring this podcast to life. Producer Jesse Dovenins, editor and sound engineer Romeo Roman, and social media duo Sarah Buck and Makayla Brooks. Tune in next time for another Core Conversation.